With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, my name is Andrew, and we are coming at you from the Vivid Seats studio. Use promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app. You save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. So in this episode here at the Who Dat Discussion, we obviously have a lot planned for you. We got some Saints trade rumors, some trades that went down with Saints rivals. And then also, we're obviously going to get into our preview of the Saints versus Cardinals game in the dome on sunday so we are going to start off with our news then we'll go into our notes then intriguing matchups then we'll finish off with our group by group previews here so starting off with some trade rumors and kind of news because emmanuel sanders big target the saints were targeting in this kind of trade deadline season here he goes to the 49ers he's off the list and look, obviously we talked about him last week. I'm not going to get into him in a big way, but he is off the list. The 49ers were the team that were able to give the most up. He was traded for a third and fourth rounder. And um, that's just really what it is. It's kind of tough that the Saints didn't get him, but I'd rather not trade away my whole draft for a 32-year-old player that only is going to be here for one year. And I don't think the Saints need, need, need a receiver as much as maybe some other teams do. So maybe that's a reason why. But I think overall, I'm fine with the Saints not going and getting Sanders. And also another trade that went down was Mohamed Sanu to the Patriots. I think that's, again, it's good that he's out of our division. We don't see him anymore. That was for a second-round pick. Again, high high prices here, and they're getting, someone's going to, you know, get up and trade that. So I think really interesting that a lot of high picks are going. Sanu obviously has a few more years of control. That's why the Patriots definitely needed another weapon. So he goes to them. Also, Josh Gordon was kind of cut by the Patriots. Technically, no, he's put on injured reserve. But once he's healthy, he'll be able to put off injured reserve and then go to any team he wants. So that's kind of just what is happening in New England. And now here for the rumors with guys that are available for the Saints in this next week, if the Saints are going to add anybody. They do have the bye next week, so they could definitely add someone next week. They'll have two weeks to get them involved in stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if anything happens from today all the way to like Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, even further, because really up to today until the deadline, I wouldn't be surprised and the Saints will be working the phones because they do have off week next week and really he'll be ready to go whoever it is for the Falcons game so I think that's obviously really good and something we have to look at so I really circled three main guys that we should look at in this episode for trade rumors first is going to be kind of came out news today Robbie Anderson is a possible candidate for the Saints it was reported by Jason Lockhart four that he's available and the Saints are looking into him this season, he's a 17 catches, 266 yards, and one touchdown. He's definitely the speed receiver that will be able to stretch out 
the defense for the Saints. His one big game was when the Jets won their only game. He had five catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown versus Dallas. So I think that is really interesting. He obviously had his biggest game when the Jets were able to move the ball down the field, throw the deep ball and stuff. So that's kind of what he was able to do. I think he's kind of just stuck with the Jets right now. I think he wants to get traded. I think he wants out. He wants a quarterback that can throw him the ball. And the Saints have two quarterbacks that can throw him the ball. So that's obviously really good. And it's going to be Drew Brees. So they obviously have a quarterback throwing the ball. And look, he's had a down year this year, but he's had some big years with the Jets in the past. 2017, he had a big year. If you can find a quarterback that could give him the ball downfield, he'll definitely create an extra kind of dimension to this offense that we haven't seen before. He's faster than Ted Ginn. I think he's a better receiver than Ted Ginn, so he'd really be an upgrade over Ted Ginn, and I think that would be a good thing for the Saints. The problem with him is that he's not that good in the red zone, and he's definitely a player that's more of that deep threat, not the player in the red zone, and the Saints really need that red zone threat because their biggest issue is guys against the red zone and how they really haven't been able to have much success there. So I think that is obviously really big when looking at it, and should the Saints get him if they're going to have to give up a kind of third-round pick for a guy that can't score in the red zone or doesn't score a lot in the red zone? Maybe that would change in a Sean Payton offense, but I don't know. That's definitely a question we have to ask. And, look, he's obviously had his best year. Probably of any of these guys, he's the best player. But is it worth giving it up for a guy that's not his main prowess is not the red zone, it's not the slot, it would be outside, he'd be taking over Ted Ginn's spot. I'm not saying that's bad. It obviously gives you a lot more depth, and Ted Ginn could move back into that slot role. He's a veteran receiver, could definitely play in that role. Or he can move into a backup role, which would be fine too. And I think Anderson would be a good two to Michael Thomas. But the red zone issues kind of, they worry me a little bit if you're going to go acquire him. I think that was really the only negative. And on the flip side, you have a guy like Tyler Eifert, tight end, he is also at 17 catches, 118 yards, one touchdown, but he's much better in the red zone. His career high is 13 touchdowns in a season, and I think he's a guy that can come in here and do a lot of great things in the red zone. And he's also available for the Saints per Brian Bienemy. And I think, again, supposedly these trade talks are actually happening, and they're pretty extensive. So we'll see what happens here, and we'll see if the Bengals are willing to pull the trigger and not give up a big pick. But Eifert wouldn't cost anything. The Saints could definitely go out and get him. And he's a big red zone threat that will obviously, with Cook and Thomas, it will just add another threat. And that's that would be really important too. So he's kind of the opposite of Anderson because he would just be a red zone threat. That's really all he has. He'll obviously give up a lot less, probably a sixth, seventh round pick. But I think that's kind of interesting there. And then the, our third and final candidate is Rashard Higgins. And you may not know a lot about him. He played with the Browns. Good talent, just never put it together really with him. This year, only, he's only played in one game, and he got two catches, 46 yards um, on three targets. But last year, he did play a little bit more with 39 catches, 572 yards, and four touchdowns. And then the year before that, he had 27 catches, 312 yards, and two touchdowns. So you kind of see where he is. He just really hasn't been in the offense anymore. He's definitely phased out. So we'll have to obviously see what they do with him. If they're even going to trade him, they may cut him. We'll have to see. But he definitely has some talent, and he was used with them in the past. So I think he can also be a guy that the Saints pick up for a seventh-round pick or something like conditional pick. I think the Saints could pick him up for very, very cheap. So those are the three guys I would look at for the Saints to pick up. Out of these three, I would like Anderson the most. I think he's the, the guy that would really make the biggest difference. I think he'd add an extra dimension to the offense. The other two guys, I don't think they add an extra dimension. Then they just add depth and another kind of option for this team. You obviously have Tyler Eifert, who's caught a lot of touchdowns, but... Jared Cook also caught a lot of touchdowns before he came here, too, so that's really interesting. And Rashad Higgins hasn't really done anything in this league at all. So I think when looking at it, obviously a change of scenery could help him. But if I'm looking at just what these guys did before, 
I, I think Robbie Anderson would be the best pickup, even if it calls a third-round pick. I'd rather give up a third-round pick for Robbie Anderson than get maybe a seventh-round pick for Higgins. That's just my opinion. If you're going to trade, I think you should trade. I don't think you should just give a pick to give it up and see if Rashard Higgins works. I think a third-round pick is not that— hey, Look, if the Saints win the Super Bowl because Robbie Anderson's able to give this team an extra dimension, it's worth a third, fourth-round pick for sure. So that's just kind of my two cents in it, and that's kind of what I am thinking there. But before we go into this Saints-Cardinals preview, here's a word from our sponsors at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats mobile app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now is a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. This is called the Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program if they do this. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program today. And when it comes time to buy, new users enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount up to $100. I love Vivid Seats. It's a great way to buy tickets. Definitely check that out. But now we are going to get into our Saints Cardinals preview, starting off with our notes. Then we'll go to our intriguing matchups as always and finish off with our group by group preview as we always do. Starting off with the notes, the Saints are a 10 point favorite coming into this game. That's obviously very interesting. This is their largest um, predicted winning um, margin since week one. So I think that was pretty interesting. Saints have an 83.3% chance to win by ESPN's football power index. So I thought that was pretty interesting. When looking at these two teams, both of them are coming in hot. The Saints have won five straight games with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm, while the Cardinals have won their last three. But the difference between these Saints and the Cardinals that the Cardinals have played teams with a combined three wins in their last three games, while the Saints have mostly played playoff teams within their five-game stretch, their opponents have had a combined 16 wins. So I think that is obviously really interesting in the past five games. Obviously, a lot more wins means the Saints, I think, are the tougher team, the better team, and I think their streak definitely means more. But I'm not going to go up and say that the Cardinals have not played good ball. They've played some really good ball against, I mean, not the best teams, but at least their teams that they're beating. You know, they're winning. They're winning games. That's impressive. So you've got to give them credit there for sure. But I think the Saints have had the more impressive streak. But Drew, obviously the big story this week is that Drew Brees could be playing again. Five games in to his injury, he could be back. The Saints went 5-0 and if he comes back this week in their span. Who would have thought that? And we'll talk about more of that if he plays next week and if we see that he's plays and the Saints win. I'll just talk about that or whatever. We'll see if he's the same Drew number one and two, the Saints stretch of when they play without him. We'll be able to look back on it with the differences and how the Saints are really a much better team with Drew Brees, or maybe they're not that much better than Drew Brees, but also Alvin Kamara could be back too. Eli Apple looks good after the injury. That's just some quick injury news. It doesn't look like Jared Cook's going to go or Patrick Robinson, JT Gray, but they're not put on injury reserve, which was, I think, obviously good. Kyler Murray, first-round pick. you got to look at that. He's been a playmaker for this team in the ground game, in the pass game. He has thrown for over 1,700 yards, seven touchdowns, but he has had four picks. So when looking at it, I think he's been a solid 
player, and for his rookie season, he's definitely doing a pretty good job, and he's been able to hold his own, and he's been able to get this Cardinals team to a few wins. So that's obviously really big. The Saints are coming in with the 23rd most points scored, but the 11th points against, which I thought is obviously really good. They're not giving up a lot of points. They're not really scoring that much, but they're able to get wins out of it. And so I think that is really interesting. And then also the Cardinals have only scored 23 points a game, which is also really interesting. Saints are right there. And then, but they're 29th in scored and points against. So what their opponents scored. So I think that is obviously really interesting. I think the Saints are the better team stats-wise. I think they're the better team skill-wise when looking at it, especially if the Saints get Drew Brees back. I think they'll be just ready to go. And I think that the Saints are primed for a victory in this game. And when looking at it, the Saints have the seventh leads yards given up in the NFL this year. So seventh and 11 kind of average amount. The Saints have a top 10 defense with, for me, the ninth best defense in the league. That I think is really good. It shows obviously a lot of improvement from last year, the years before, even though they were good last year, even better this year. And I think with Drew Beck, it's really sky's the limit for this team. But I think that is obviously really good. And now we are going to move over to our intriguing matchups, starting off with Michael Thomas versus Patrick Peterson. These two guys are going to battle. Patrick Peterson's going to follow Michael Thomas around unless Thomas goes in the slot. And I bet Sean Payton puts him in the slot a lot because besides Patrick Peterson, the Cardinals got nothing. So if I'm the Saints, I am putting Thomas in the slot and I am just throwing, throwing, throwing to him because Pat Peterson will follow him in there. And I think that is what you got to do, but it's going to be a good matchup. I think Thomas can win and he could win on the outside I think against him too. And honestly, I think Michael Thomas has shown that he's the best wide receiver in this league, or at least top three, to what he's done with just um, Teddy Bridgewater here and not even Drew Brees. He's not just a product of Drew Brees. He's a great receiver, and he's carried this team, to, I think, to great drives and victories. And honestly, you got to give a lot of credit to Michael Thomas. Patrick Peterson is obviously also a very good player, excuse me there. But again, I, I just think that when looking at their secondary, you can probably match them up with other guys either in the slot or like Byron Murphy or Deontay Thomas, uh, Thompson, excuse me, and you kind of just avoid even making this matchup possible. But I, I think I think Michael Thomas will be able to win. I think Sean Payton will, will be able to put a good matchup for him, and I think overall the Saints will be able to exploit this secondary for the Cardinals. Second matchup in this one is going to be David Johnson and Chase Edmonds versus the Saints front seven here. The Saints obviously only gave up 17 rushing yards last week. So obviously we're going to talk about this with David Johnson and Chase Edmonds who were really able to run the ball a lot in the last few games. David Johnson has 300 yards on only 77 carries. That was pretty good. And then Chase Edmonds last week went off, which I thought was really interesting. He just dismantled this Giants team. And obviously he had a big day. He had 126 yards, three touchdowns, great game from Edmonds, but I think the Saints will be able to stop this duo, and how will they be able to do that? It's really how they're able to stop these last few teams. They're able to, with all the speed they have, they have a ton of speed, and they're sure tacklers, so you can't run on the outsides against them because of Demario Davis, AJ Klein's playing, not having a really good year, and no one really talks about it. He's having a great year, and then obviously on the edges, you have Davenport, whose his lateral quickness is next to none. It's really good. Same with Cam Jordan. So that means you're forced to run in between the tackles where the Saints are also really good with Malcolm Brown as one of the best run stoppers in the league. And then Sheldon Rankins, also a really good run stopper. Same with David Onyemata. It's tough to beat them. And I just don't think that David Johnson or Chase Edmonds will be able to do that. The Saints will probably be keen on stopping the run. So they could definitely force Murray into some tough situations and some turnovers. I think that's going to be interesting 
to look at as well. And to finish off our intriguing matchups with Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs versus Ryan Ramchek and Teron Armstead. Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs have been great this year. They've been able to put up the sacks. Chandler Jones, I believe, had four sacks last week or three sacks last week. He had a great week. And how the Saints can be able to stop these guys, or if they're able to stop these guys. And I think they will be able to. The Saints obviously stopped Cleo Mack. They stopped J.J. Watt. They were able to stop Demarcus Lawrence. And just the list goes on and on and on. And really, who's going to crack the Saints O-line? And especially our tackles. Who's going to do that? Will it be Suggs and Jones? I just think I trust Ramchev. I trust Armstead to win us this game. That's just my opinion. I don't think that this team's going to come up in here and have a lot of success on us. I really trust these two guys. So, again, I think that both these guys are also just very versatile. They can beat a lot of different pass rushers. You have Suggs, who's a more technical and physical guy, and then Jones a lot of speed. So, again, I think these two guys can do it. I think they will do it. And if it's Drew Brees, if it's Teddy Bridgewater, I think they'll be able to hold any of these guys up. I just think they're going to be ready for the matchup. So now we are going to get into our group-by-group preview here. This is how we do it. We start off with our quarterbacks, and we go to skill position, O-line, D-line, linebackers, secondary, special teams coaching. And it's going to be fun. We just see which team has the edge. Is it going to be the Saints, Cardinals? And you will see. So we'll start off with QB here. And I'm going to go Saints either or. If it's Drew Brees or if it's Bridgewater. The one thing about Kyler Murray that's kind of been a little shaky has been his really turnover abilities and he's obviously had a fair share of them four picks and only seven touchdowns obviously that's not the best so if they can get him to make some rookie mistakes that's going to be huge in this one and I just think obviously if Drew Brees I'm going to take Drew Brees and even Teddy I just like what Teddy's able to do not trying to do too much just trying to be Teddy Bridgewater I think that is more valuable to the Saints than what Kyler Murray's trying to run all around trying to do what he's got to do and sometimes it's great and sometimes he may outplay Teddy Bridgewater if Bridgewater plays but I just don't see it, especially against the Saints defense. And if Drew Brees plays, the obviously importance of that, what I really want to see is Drew Brees all suited up, ready to go, starting, doing the chant that they the 2009 chant that they're not doing again. That's going to give me goosebumps because that's just crazy that he's going to be able to do that again. And hopefully he's plays and he's back ready to go because I just think it's ready. I think it's time for him to show up, be the old Drew Brees, give the Saints a 30-point game and get this win. And I think Drew Brees is going to make that difference. And I think that the Saints are able to have a whole team win. I think they're going to have, especially if Brees plays a dominating win. And I think it's going to start off with the quarterback. So I'm going to take the Saints in that one. Skill position, I think if Kamara plays, I'll take the Saints. And then if Kamara doesn't play, I'm going to say either a push or to the Cardinals. Because you got to give the Cardinals credit. They definitely do have a lot of weapons. When looking at it here, obviously you have Fitzgerald. You have David Johnson. You have Chase Edmonds. They do have the two running back system here. Christian Kirk, another good receiver. Charles Clay at the tight end position. It's pretty good. And they definitely have guys they can get the ball to. But the Saints with Kamara and Thomas and all these guys, I'll take the star power over some depth here, especially if Kamara plays. Murray has definitely shown that he's ready to play. You have Ted Ginn. You have Josh Hill, who I think could have a big game because tight ends have been just gashing the Cardinals as of late. So, again, I, I think the Saints could be in for a big day with their skill position players. Other guys may be able to fill out the kind of system here with maybe little Jordan Humphrey has a couple few catches. Some guys like that. Just to fill it out is obviously really big. Taysom Hill is going to be important as usual. So that's just kind of what 
I'm looking at here. So that's going to be, I think, if, the, if Kamara plays, I'll take the Saints and the star power. If not, I'll probably take the Cardinals and the depth because now the Saints don't have Kamara. Obviously, Kamara's a huge piece to this offense. So that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. The O-line, I'll take the Saints. And the Saints obviously have the much better O-line. Looking at their O-line, they got DJ Humphreys, Justin Pugh, A.Q. Shipley, J.R. Sweezy, and Justin Murray. It's not like that's a bad O-line. It's about average. But the Saints have a all-class O-line, probably top five in the league again. And I'll take the Saints O-line. And I think that the Saints D-line will give this Cardinals offensive line some trouble here. So before we move over to the defense and see which side has the edge in this game, you are going to hear a few more words from our sponsors. We are going to start off with CBS Sports HQ. This is a brand new streaming sports news network, and it's live at 24-7 and costs you nothing. That's right. It's sports coverage that's always on and always free. CBS Sports HQ is coverage always focused on the game, tons of highlights, breaking news as it happens, fantasy advice, and analysis. I know when I turn on CBS Sports HQ, I'm going to see the tips and trends I need to win my leagues. And don't forget, all this coverage is 100% free. I don't mean for a week. I don't even mean for a month. It's totally, completely free for everybody, and you don't even need a login. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just real sports fans at the great price of completely free. You don't even need to have a login or sign up for anything. Just download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. Basketball, football, baseball, hockey, and more. October is the only month of the year that all four major sports are going to be playing at the same time. What better to get into the game than heading over to mybookie.ag? They are your premier site for sports betting. And we have teamed up with MyBookie this October to give you this great offer. Sign up at MyBookie.ag and use the promo code OVERTIME and they will match your first deposit. Again, promo code OVERTIME and new users get their first deposit doubled. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. So now we are going to finish up our group by group preview with the defenses starting off with the D line I do think that the Saints have the edge at, in this one as I think look when you're looking at the Saints D line all four of these guys are great and there's more even obviously you on your outside you're gonna have Jordan Davenport Hendrickson will probably be back in this one and then you also have Carl Granderson kind of as your depth piece some great guys on the inside. You're having Onyemata, Rankins, Tuttle. It's a Butler. It's just so many guys that are going to be playing in this one. So honestly, when looking at the Cardinals D-line, it just doesn't, it's not the same. Zach Allen, Rodney Gunter, Corey Peters are just not the same. And even if you wanted to add the outside linebackers with Terrell Suggs and Chandler Jones, I kind of still think the Saints are winning. Technically, they're linebackers, so they'll put in the linebacker category. But I think the Saints still would win if those guys were in the linebackers. I think the Saints... The way they've been able to dominate, they've been able to get the sacks, they've been able to get the curries, stop the run, QB hits, they've been able to do everything, and they've been dominant. So if they were able to keep that up, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with the rest of the season. So I think that's obviously 
going to be really interesting in this one. Moving over to the linebackers, I will take the Cardinals in this one. They have Jones, they have Suggs, Hassan Reddick's also been pretty good for them. Jordan Hicks has been pretty good for them. And I think if all of them play, they definitely have a really solid linebacking core. I think that's probably their best unit of their team. That's just what I think, my opinion. So I think they kind of have the edge there. Demario Davis, I think, would be the best linebacker out of everybody. But I think they kind of have more of that depth. AJ Klein's been playing great, but really the Saints only have a star in Demario Davis, a good player is playing solid AJ Klein. Kiko Alonso really doesn't play anymore. So it's really only those two guys, and they're really been playing a lot of nickel, which is kind of interesting. But that's just kind of what the Saints are doing there. I don't think the Saints are a bad linebacking group. I just think the Cardinals are a little more deep, and they have a little more talent there. And then moving over to the secondary, I'm going to take the Saints. They got Patrick Peterson, who would be the best cornerback of any of these guys. But Marshawn Lattimore has been balling right now. It's probably the hotter cornerback coming into this game. And then it seems like Eli Apple is going to play in this one. He was full practice today. So that's obviously really good. I'll take him over Jermaine Brock Sr. and Byron Murphy. I'll take C.J. Garner-Johnson, who I think is going to have a huge matchup with Larry Fitzgerald. Another intriguing matchup for you to add. Who's going to win that one? I think that's going to be our biggest, probably one of the bigger matchups on this defense. So that's going to be really interesting as well to see who wins that. I think... Johnson can hold his own here and have a really good game. I really like Johnson. He's he's careless. Not careless, but just his attitude towards this game. He's going to make the play, and maybe it's not 100% going to work, but it worked last week, and he's going to be physical. He's going to make plays, and that's the type of attitude you need, especially as a cornerback and a slot cornerback. I think he can do good against Fitzgerald. I don't think he'll be scared against Fitzgerald, and I think the youth and the speed could definitely help him against a tough receiver with Fitzgerald, but he's a little older, so obviously he's not going to get the separation that he once used to, so really interesting matchup there. I do think that Fitzgerald will probably win a fair, some of the matchups, not a fair share, but I'd say a few. He'll get his, he'll get his catches, get his targets, but I think overall the Saints will, will be able to just neutralize Fitzgerald and what they're able to do there. Special teams and coaching, this is obviously our combined category. I'll take the Saints in both of those categories. Zane Gonzalez, we know a lot about him as he kind of made the Saints win a game last year in um, the Superdome against the Browns. So we'll see him again. I guess it'll be kind of interesting. I obviously will take Will Lutz over him, and then I'll take Thomas Morissette over Andy Lee. And then what Deontay Harris has been able to do, I mean, Christian Kirk is great, but I just think that Deontay Harris has been better than both of these guys. So I think that is really interesting as well. And I think the Saints' punt defense has obviously been really good with Hardy and guys like that, and obviously JT Gray and Robinson are going to be out, but they'll have guys like Stefan Anthony, who's been a good special teams player for them, and Ray Ray Armstrong, who were signed back. So I think they'll be fine there. So I think we are going to now get into our score prediction. I'm going to make this quick. I think the Saints are going to win this one, 35-17. Drew Brees is going to play. They're going to be able to score some points early, get a nice lead, and hopefully glide into a victory in this one, not give up a ton of points at the end of the game. That's just kind of what I'm thinking. Saints are on a winning streak, and they're going to go into the bye in a really nice way here. That's just what I'm predicting. So I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed us on our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Houdat Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then anywhere you listen to your podcast, we're on. So that means iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, anywhere. We are definitely available. Even CastBox and sites like that, we are there as well. So, again, I think the Saints are going to be able to get this victory. Hopefully, it will be a happy recap 
on Monday when we go over this game. So we'll see you then, and hopefully that the Saints could win this game and go into the bye on a six-game winning streak. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?